you thinking of buying or selling your home? Downsizing? Upsizing? Investing? Are you relocating? Do you want to know your local market conditions? Are you behind on payments? Are you looking for improvement tips? Well, what if your home didn't sell? This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert and trusted source for the most up-to-date information. And now your host, Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're doing well on a Saturday, and thank you for staying with us, Real Estate with Ryan. As you guys don't know, my name is Ryan Coleman, owner of Hometown Realty, always with my lovely co-host, April Coleman. Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you guys are doing great on this Saturday. We've got a good show for you. Um, interesting. As the market has less and less inventory and new construction is on the rise, we're going to be talking about 13 important questions you must ask before building on your new lot or land. So 13 questions you need to ask before buying land. We're going to cover that today. That's right. And we want to go ahead and um, start since we're talking about land today. Let's go ahead and let you know about all of our listings that we have for land. We have a ton. Everybody's starting to um, put it on the market and get it out there. Um, We have out on Water's Edge Way, we have eight different lots that you can choose from out there on the water. And so look for those. I won't go through all eight, but there are eight. There is um, Kendall Road, 428 Kendall Road in West Knoxville. Great Wood Way is out in Chodo. Kendall, or I'm sorry, I said Kendall already. Fredericksburg Boulevard, it's out in Farragut. Windy Sales, Lot 63 in Sharps Chapel. Waterview Drive in Rockwood. There's a 200-acre Dry Fork Valley in Philadelphia. Anuga Way in Loudoun. Lakewood Drive, Lot 43 out in Loudoun. And Trafil Drive in Lenore City. Windswept Drive, Lenore City. Whistle Valley, which is a new listing out in Tazewell, and Mystic Drive in Tazewell, and Sam Heim Road, Lot 22 out in Rutledge that's on the lake. So a lot of these are lake lands, and then we have another one coming soon, too. We do Talk have a lot of waterfront property, and I think what you've seen over the past couple of years, um, land sales as a whole was kind of stagnant. I know some of the markets, we had an oversupply of the inventory out there, very hard to sell land. Some of the houses were having challenges. But now with the inventory down, opportunities on the rise, to borrow money is very still very inexpensive. Even with the Fed's uh, up in the rate sum, it's still very, very affordable. So some construction perm loans are out there. Owner build loans are out there. And so if you're not finding what you're looking on the resale market or you're not liking the prices, a lot of my clients are going out there and building their own home, That's getting true. a contractor, building what they want, uh, getting with some of our great plan designers and uh, building their custom dream home. Yeah. So exciting. So guys that are you're selling your land, uh, that's what we're seeing, a kind of a push that they've had property maybe a couple of years on the market. Maybe they've went back and forth about putting it on the market. And now is the opportunity as spring markets upon us, especially a lot of these waterfront properties, what we're seeing that push is um, it shows the best when the lakes are up, the rivers are up, mm-hmm. and uh, the property is at full showing potential. So uh, we do a lot of aerial footage, a lot of drone footage, really showcase these lands and really gives them the buyer, especially a lot of our buyers that come from out of state. 
they're not knowing what they're getting. It's very hard to see a property when you've got a picture of just kind of bushes there, right. a couple Trees. angles. And, you know, the agent takes a cell phone camera and a couple of shots. Yeah. So we're doing drone footage, and technologies really has allowed us to showcase these properties and some of these amazing properties that we have on the water that really are some great deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, reference some of those lots that you've talking about. We've got waterfront lots which are unheard of. And they're not dockable per se, but they're under seventy thousand mm-hmm. in Lenore City, right? And just a really upscale neighborhood. So there's a lot of great deals out there, and there's a lot of opportunity farmland. We've got yeah. some farms that are that are very you haven't seen on the market in two hundred years, mm. and and now those farms are coming available. So a lot of opportunities in the marketplace. That's true. And we wanted to tie this show in and kind of give you educated whether you're building on a spec lot. Whether you're buying a large acreage, let's talk about these things that you may not even think about when buying raw land and just tips that you need to know when you make your next purchase there. That's right. We'll start with number one, which is, is the land under any conservation easements? So um, that just talks about, you know, does it prevent owners from planting, clearing, or hunting on certain areas of the land that's protected by the natural resources? So with the house, guys, obviously you can see the bones, the structure. You can do the inspection. A lot on the land, you know, you've got to do a little research and really um, to understand that there's environmental rights, mineral rights. Um, was it a dumping field? Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, before you make a decision to purchase land, I think it really starts with whether, if, especially if you're going to do it by yourself, always go back to it. Get a great agent to help you with the process and it all starts in your preparation of an offer. Right. So if you guys are going to make an offer on a property, especially land itself, uh, you got to have a good purchase agreement together and hopefully have a great agent. We'd be glad to help you with that. But there are certain contingencies in the contract that you must have. So, for example, if you're going to buy a home, most everybody's going to get a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you buy raw land, almost everybody's going to have something called a feasibility study. And those feasibility is almost similar to a home inspection. Mm -hmm. We're going to check out to make sure that the property is pinned and marked. We're going to do our survey, whether the owner had a survey or not. Um, Or, and we're going to do some of these things to check the quality of the soil and things like that. We'll get into those topics about what we do with that, but there's certain steps that gives us a contingency period. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, have contingencies in there so that you can put the property under contract and then do your due diligence before you close. Because the last thing you want to do is go buy a piece of property. Everything looks good from the surface and to find out that you don't have all the full rights and obligations that you thought you had. That's true. That's true. That's why we're going to talk about these topics today. And um, so then number two, what will the taxes on the property look like? So you need to know, um, you know, what the taxes are going to be. And if the land qualifies for a tax break or um, anything like that. So Now, so that's important, guys. So anything over five acres here in the area, I'm sure you've heard about it. It's called the Green Belt, which is a tax deferment. So the tax deferment basically means, so let's go to one of our, we've, we've got uh, 200 acres out in Philadelphia. It's a farm. Mm-hmm. It's been in the family for years. Just listed it. It is absolutely a great property. But that particular property, there's a large amount of um, taxes that the city would, a, a county would um, assess on the property if it was a full retail value. The Greenbat allows you to roll back some of those taxes, basically defer to a lower percentage of the appraised value or assessed value, and basically pay less taxes. Mm. 
I won't get into the weeds on that process and what you need to do, but usually if it's transferred from owner to owner, you can mm-hmm. keep it in that green belt status. Okay. It's when you pull it out of that status that possibly those taxes could come due. So keep that in mind, and, and that's important that you know you do have some tax deferment there. Um, may want to check with your locality and do a little research on that, mm-hmm. see if the property is on Greenbelt. Sellers, if you're selling it outright and that person's not taking it to a Greenbelt status, keep in mind that you may owe those back taxes from that and uh, could be a little bit of money that you need to calculate in your sale or in your deductions when you're selling. Right, and so you can check with a local, local um, commissioner of revenue to see about the tax breaks. That'd be the first place to start. That's yep. a good idea. Yep. And then um, number three, what rights and titles are included with the property? So what are the benefits you get from the property? As an owner, do you get um, the road access rights? Do you get the mineral rights? Do you get the development rights? So we just need to know about that. Those are, those are very important, I think, you know, understanding you get all those rights. And if there's something specific, we have a – we use a disclosure disclosures on – purchases, but on land, we, we always like to require a disclosure for those mineral rights and things like that, and get that in writing so we know exactly what's going to transfer. If there's something that's excluded that we're able to know that, and there's not a surprise two or three years uh, down the road. Right. Perfect. Um, number four, do I have access to electricity and Wi-Fi everywhere on the property? That, lot- that's huge. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think, you know, a lot of the rural areas, some of the Wi-Fi signals. I know AT&T has now their fiber optics and things that they're doing. And so a lot of the maps, especially if you go up to Sevierville in certain areas that they're not in Wi-Fi. But you want to check those maps or the potential of that infrastructure running through that area mm-hmm. because um, you may think you have access to it. And there's some something called dead zones. You know, a lot of these properties may have electricity in certain areas, but then there's dead zones where there's no Wi-Fi and power. And just because there's power lines doesn't mean that you've got power. Right, or that you can use it. Right. And there could be certain restrictions on that. Um, Best place to go there, your cable companies, see who your neighbors have around there, surrounding cable opportunities. Um, If anybody has Wi-Fi, who to contact there. Of course, your local power companies Mm -hmm. and and see where those lines run. But remember, that all goes back to our agreement, um, having that contingency period. We like to do at least a 30- or 45-day contingency period contingency period during that and so you know these surprises don't come up yeah that's true i don't know where where i'd be without my wi-fi april i don't know where i'd be either (laughs) especially now that cell phones have hot spots and you can use it as a wi-fi right you know guys we're coming up here on a hard break here in a few minutes but we're going to go from 5 to 13 talking about tips what you need to do when you purchase land and what questions you need to ask before you make a purchase contract. You guys are listening to Real Estate with Ryan. Appreciate you guys staying with us, and we're going to catch you on the other side of the break. Just stop it, so much, and your head starts down the light. And girl, you know, I brag about you to anyone outside. But I'm a man of the woods, it's my pride. Welcome back 
This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert. Ryan talks all things real estate and gives you the most up-to-date information on the Knoxville market and surrounding counties. Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. Hey, guys. Thank you for staying with us and giving us out of the break. We're on number four, actually talking about Wi-Fi and power. Just make sure that when you stick with your locality in that area that you are checking that out. Make sure there's no dead zones and uh, make sure the contingencies in the contract. Yep. And if you just joined us, um, we were talking about land and what you should do before you purchase land. 13 questions to ask, and we're we're on number five. That's right. So number five is, are there any environmental hazards that I should be aware of, such as toxic runoff in the water, leaking underground pipes, contaminating the soil, um, any improperly stored chemicals from the previous owners? So um, a lot of times, just by walking around the property, it just may look like it's okay, but under the surface, it may not be. Those are not the surprises that you're looking for, and that's why it's so important that we have these contingencies. And there's a lot of engineers and scientists that we can refer you to that will do soil testing mm-hmm. and do some environmental testing to know exactly what you're getting to. So I, I can't stress enough, if you're purchasing land, even if it looks like a single building lot, make sure you do a little homework for it before right. closing on it. Exactly, because you never know what you're going to get into. Especially we're getting environmental stuff. and We've got stuff up in the mountains, so, you know, well, we've got something fair. Let, let's let's carry that on a, another topic. We were talking to another a good friend of ours that uh, just bought some property in a big development that's mm-hmm. really close by in, in Oxville. Mm-hmm. I mean, big upper upper scale homes, you know, from five hundred to easy a million. Mm-hmm. And the biggest issue that they ran into, actually, one of our clients was looking in that neighborhood, was the soil. Mm. The issue of the soil was was very poor. Oh, really? And so when you when you got into it, there was not an environmental issue. There was more an impact issue on the footing and the soils. Oh. So the soil was very weak. Um, means extra cost on your footing, mm-hmm. extra cost if they're doing a basement, extra cost on um, everything that you need to be more concrete, things like that, and your prep work. Well, if you're building a $700,000 home in that neighborhood, right. it easily could push another $30,000. Mm-hmm. Well, it could... You know, thirty thousand is going to the foot, and it doesn't look as attractive as thirty thousand going to the kitchen. Right, exactly. So, but unfortunately, if you're on a certain budget and you, you're getting a loan and you've got construction money allocated, and you get in there and get the footers and the fittings, mm-hmm. the footings in there where you need to be, excuse me, and you've got an extra thirty thousand dollars surprise. That's not a surprise you want. No, this customer was uh, a fluent customer, and uh, he was very, very upset with that. Mm. And then, of course, the question I asked him was, "Did you do any test on it?" He said, "No." Just bought mm. it. He just bought it. Just bought it. Ready. And, of course, you know, we, we weren't able to help him there. And, obviously, uh, nobody's perfect. But we got, we've got got to go through those tests. We've got to get an engineer, get a soul scientist. Uh, what is it? A-O-S-E, I believe. Don't ask me what all that – the uh-huh. initials on that. But, but know, basically, it, it's a soul engineer. Mm-hmm. And they do things called with the percolation and things like that. But they also go into – you know, the footing, the type of clay, the type of soil. Now, I know this is real exciting stuff, but this is important that you guys need to know that the density in the soil and everything like that um, affects your footing. And, right. you know, the house is built on your foundation, so you got to make sure. Your foundation is solid. you got to have your foundation solid. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, which brings us to number six, which is, has a soil been tested for um, the percolation rate? So if you're wanting to do a septic system and then... You know, you got to make sure your land step um, has been tested. So let's go into that for guys that are not familiar with what a perk test is. You hear that a lot of times. 
So on raw land, if there's not public utilities, the first thing you want to check and make sure, and that's why the disclosure is important, the previous owner is going to make sure if we've got public utilities, if we got gas, if we've got these things that are at the street, mm-hmm. it's going to save you a lot of time and effort. Right. But a perk test, um, either we've got some kind of water source, and then there's a perk test for the sewer. Mm-hmm. So if there's not public sewer, you've got to go with the septic system. Now, the perk test, what that means is is the soil is the soil percolate enough to get the water you know out of the ground to handle that certain septic tank mm. now going back on certain lots like we were talking about i'm from virginia and so we have some soil out there we do a lot of building and when things were changing in the market there's certain rules that you need for drain fields and your septic tanks and a lot of the lots were not usable oh. so the septic tanks by themselves uh some of those lots where you couldn't build on them. Oh. So we have something called an engineered system, and they're done by our soil scientist. And mm-hmm. what they do is it's a, it's a more advanced system that allows you not to have as large a drain lines. It's an engineered system. They're very expensive. You could go from typical septic tank could be 3500 to 5000 You can get into an engineered system between five and 25000 now, but when you've got a lot or land that you can't build on with a normal septic tank, these engineered systems, your higher end homes, uh-huh. allow you to do things that number one, to get that property sold, the owner couldn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And number two, if you're looking to build your custom area, it's in a superb area, location where you want to build, and it's just a septic tank issue, these engineered systems really uh, make a big deal. Yeah, that's nice to know. Now, with the engineered systems, keep in mind, they don't have the life expectancy as a regular septic tank. Oh, really? Okay. So those are things to, to, to keep in mind. But but getting on those environmental systems, um, there's a lot of opportunities with those. But with the perks test itself, most importantly, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it perks for the bedrooms um, that are out there. Yes. So the perk test says bedrooms, but it's really going by the baths. Okay. I know we talked about that before. That was spot. Yeah, it gets right. Confusing. So, is it a three bedroom or a two bedroom? It, it's really the the lo- the health department actually issues those here locally. Mm-hmm. Your health department will actually issue the um, septic permit. Okay. Yes. Um, but they go by the number of baths. The number of baths affect the number of people in the home, so that's how they're rating it. Okay. Some of our properties that we've been able to come through, I know, let's say Sevierville or some of these properties. They were perked by the health department years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they just went through and, and rubber stamped them for two bedrooms, two bedrooms, two bedrooms. Now, it's easily a three or four bedroom. But we go in markability. When you go to put that property back on the market, if you've only got it perked for a two-bedroom, what do you do? Mm. What do you do to market it? I mean, so technically, they're going to say you can only market it as a two-bedroom. But there's three bedrooms. So, you know, we always suggest to our clients that, you know, either, number one, we apply for amendment in the locality um, they've got the soil mapping online. Uh-huh. So number one, we can amend that, try to get that approved for a three-bedroom because you don't want to disclose you've got a, a three-bedroom you've only got a two-bedroom. Right. And um, if they don't do that, we'll hire a scientist in, get it amended, and if it can be amended, mm-hmm. get it to a three-bedroom. Worst case, you may be stuck with a two-bedroom. That will affect your value some, but these are some things that uh, usually they were just rubber-stamped coming through. Oh, wow. So, so you've got to keep that in mind when you're getting that MPERC test. Exactly. And getting your septic installed. So that was number six, right? Okay, yeah. Number seven, how is the property reached? So, you know, what's the road frontage like, and how are you going to access the property? And that 
will, you know, add or not add value to the property. So I guess if it's up on top of a hill, how are you going to get to it? So and I it, think we had an issue with one of um, a piece of land that we were going to sell that um, the access was just not very accessible, I guess right. you could say. Oh, yeah. I think I mean, and so, sure. Well, you can't be landlocked here in the state of Tennessee. So there either needs to be deeded access or private access. There needs to be some kind of recorded access. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're cutting through two properties, you want to make sure that you have if it's something called a cut through. It's a road maintenance agreement. So if there's a road that cuts through to Farmer John's property in the back, we just need to know it's recorded. So if there's any future issues come up, um, are taken care of. And uh, who's going to pay for the gravel? Is that split cost or is that divided among mm-hmm. the parties? So just something to think about. Yes. Surveys are key. Um, if you can get a survey, we always prefer to get one. Um, the larger track of land that you buy may be more expensive. It's worth every penny mm-hmm. because it's going to pin your corners. It's going to show your easements. It's going to show any potential creeks or things like that if you're marked in a floodplain. So, so things we definitely would suggest if you're purchasing land as well. Yes, and that's number eight. Um, are the boundaries of the property clearly marked? And so make sure that you can clearly see where everything is at because you don't want to face lawsuits if, I mean, a plant is on the land, but it's not your land and you planted it there or whatever, then... You or your fence. The biggest thing we see is fencing, fences fencing or... Just maybe cutting in a new road or anything, um, building a guest house or something like that. Just want to make sure that you're within your boundaries. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have plats, and a way to save some money is we can pin the corners. You know, so we have, we have an old plat. A surveyor can go out. Maybe we don't have to print. We don't have to print the whole report, but we can pin the corners, iron pin them, know where our property lines are, mm-hmm. and then that's a good point. Yeah, um, exactly. On those particular topics, so let's. Run through the rest of those, April. How does the water drain from the property? We've talked about that. Number nine, 10 is um, more than 70% slope, sloped, suitable for growing, harvest, and timber. Make sure that um, you have some near wood mills so that it doesn't cost you more if wood is far away from building. Um, what's going on with the other properties near me? And what's the property's highest and best use? Highest, best use. You guys are listening to Real Estate with Ryan every Saturday, 5 o'clock here on News Talk. The only place for your up-to-date information on the real estate market. We appreciate you staying with us. Our phone number is 693-SOLD, 693-SOLD. You can always visit me at ryancoleman.org or check us out on social media. Till next week, we'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in. You can reach out to Ryan on Facebook and Twitter or his website at ryancoleman.org. Call Ryan anytime at 693-7653. And make sure to join us every Saturday at 5, only on News Talk 987 WOKI.